Hello, welcome to Wellness Wednesday here on CHLY in the beautiful and oh so hot city of Nanaimo, BC. This is Sandra Silva at the mic today on this last day of June. Oh my goodness, we have been having an epic heat wave. It is unlike anything I've personally experienced here on the island ever before. I was going to say that I hope you're keeping cool and managing in these high temperatures, but honestly, I think just about everyone's been struggling with these high temperatures. Um, Even hats off to the places that did close their establishments to let their staff go home and some of the restaurants on, on Sunday. It just made sense. This is a really, really hot time for sure. It's taking place all over BC, but uh, it's really quite fortunate here where we where we live. I know I've been escaping to for a few forest walks here and there, and of course we've got our access to oceans and lakes and stuff. So we're really quite fortunate if we are able to get out and get a little bit of a break from the heat. It's nice that it is starting to break. It's starting to settle down a bit, and now we'll just get back to enjoying more typically seasonally warm summer temperatures. I'm going to be sharing some music on today's episode on the radio portion with a bit of a theme of the heat wave. And so stay tuned for that. Be a little bit of fun. I also have a terrific conversation to share with you when I sat down again with fascia stretch therapy practitioner, Elena Langhorst. And, you know, the more I learn about our fascia, the more I want to learn. And now having experienced an FST session, I can tell you exactly what that was like. We are going to take a break and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Chronically Driven radio show and podcast. Sandra here, and I'm so glad that you are joining us today. Maybe you are one of those lucky people that are driving around in your car with the AC on full blast. If you are, please enjoy. Here now is my conversation with FST practitioner, Elena Langhorst. All right, welcome back. Welcome to another edition of Chronically Driven, the radio show and podcast where we talk about all things health and wellness. I am super excited to welcome back my guest today, Elena Langhorst of Stretch West Coast over at Island Optimal is joining me again. Elena, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Sandra. I'm really excited to come back and and chat um, about fascial stretch therapy and a little bit more absolutely and we had um you i had had you on the show several months ago i can't remember exactly when and we had talked about this and i was introducing this new modality to the listeners as well as myself is i had i wasn't really um i hadn't heard about it before i didn't really understand i tried to i tried to tried to get a get a um a grasp of it but then i came in and i had a session i had a fascia stretch therapy session and now I can I can talk a little bit more about it now I know now I know a little bit more about what this experience is so first of all thank you for that Um, we're going to share with the um, with the audience a little bit more what that was like and what my um, what I what I went in with and what I've experienced since but I think 
Alana, could you give us a little bit of an explanation for those that may not know, what is our fascia? Oh, okay, yeah. So our fascia is our largest system in our body. It basically holds the shape of our body. So it gives us the shape of who we are and how we interact with the world. It binds us from our toes to our head and it's wrapped in our muscles, our nerves, our blood, and all the other systems as well. So digestive system, musculoskeletal system. Um, so it, it, it's, um, yeah, it's really exciting because it's sort of a newer, um, newer science in the sense that we've always sort of looked at muscles and treating locally and fascia is more of a global it is a global tissues because one part of the body is going to be impacted on the other the other part of the body and when we talk about fascia as well it, it it's made up differently than your muscles so it has a lot of um it's more fluid so to speak i always sort of think of it as a cobweb and it it, it literally webs everything together and it allows for that movement so it slides and glides and it likes to be hydrated um, and that's that's what's really neat about this therapy is that we're treating the whole system the whole fascia system and moving and sliding and gliding the fascia to get length in the tissue and feel amazing as a result and it has tons of benefits yeah. And what you touched on, you said that it's, it's um, only in, recently, and I think maybe in about, is it like 12, 15 years that they've really been studying and learning more about fascia. Um, previously it was, so it's like, it's like you were saying, it's the connective tissue that runs everywhere around our, around our body, around our systems. And when, now that it's being studied, instead of it just being, I mean, you, I was doing some research and when they're doing um, cadaver, um, they used to just discard that thinking that there was no, no value in it. And now they've discovered that it's actually an important sensory organ in our body. And so that there's two, more than two things, but the two things that really stand out that fascinate me about fascia and this therapy is that what I just mentioned, that it is a sensory organ. And you sort of talked about that when your introduction, that it's like, it, it makes up who, who we are. It communicates with our brain. It helps send signals. So I find that really interesting. And I also learned that fascia has the ability to change from a more fluid state to a more like a a more sticky and rigid state and that is also that is where we not only where we get so caught up and tight within an area of our body but then we get out of alignment and working with the fascia what I want our listeners to understand is it's called stretch therapy, but it's very different than just stretching our muscles or a yoga stretch. It is, it's more, um, not isolated or targeted, but it's with, it's subtle movements that make 
in, in an alignment. And when you're, what, what a fascia stretch therapy practitioner like Alana does is she assesses. So yeah. let's, I think let's, maybe yeah. that would be a good pace to, 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 sure. to black. So anyway, I'm really, I'm, I'm sort of gone science nerdy about, about how fascinating <laughs> this is and how it's all, this is connected to that and how you think you're sore over here, but you didn't realize it's cause it's over there. So, yes. yes. And I'm really glad that you, you brought up the sensory organ because it actually has, I'm, I'm trying to find how many nerves it has. It has like 25 million and it communicates way faster than our, our, our central nervous system to our body. So it actually has, um, it's, it's quicker communication. So, yes. and that sort of makes sense because when you think about, you know, um, a reactive movement. So if, if you're, if something's about to fall on your head, let's say we just quickly pull our hands up to our head and that's, and, and our body is in that movement, like where we know how to move and protect and it's the, the, the sensory organ in the, in the connective tissue that's communicating to the brain to get us to move in a certain way. And the other thing I want to touch on is you talked about this hardening and thickening. And yes. that's precisely what's so beautiful about fascia stretch therapy is that I talked a little bit about the sliding and gliding and this idea of space. So um, people feel the sensation of stretch, but ultimately as a practitioner, we're creating space in the fascia and because it does harden and thicken and that, or we call it adhesions or scar tissue or, or however you want to coin it. And over time, just through age, we see the body dehydrate, for instance. So the fascia automatically is going to have some hardening or thickening happening, um, car accidents, injuries posture, alignment, repetitive movement in a certain way without moving the tissue in all directions can also create this thickening or, or um, hardening, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so when I went in, so I yeah. went in, we, we, we held off on my, on my session because as, as, um, as I've mentioned, I, I, re, I had a knee replacement surgery in the middle of March of this year. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that later, but it has been, that's been transformational for me in how I carry my body and my alignment. And for probably, I'm going to say, at least a good solid 15 years, I have been really debilitated on my left knee and I've been favoring my body and compensating. Uh, my posture was different. I would, I would often use, um, be using a, a cane on one hand. It was just, and now my, now that I'm able to stand up straight, I'm looking to do, so there's adjustments that need to be done. So when I went in to see Elena, I didn't actually go in to work on, on the new, on the new knee that I'm doing, I'm doing targeted physio on, but I have an issue, a, a chronic issue with my, with my right shoulder. And it's very, very debilitating for what I'm able to do. So that's the area that I was looking to have some relief in. And what I love about the session, first of all, to back up again, I'm always doing this. When you arrive at, um, at the center at Island Optimal, and this is up at the Rutherford Road location, it's a beautiful setting. And the space that Elena has for the uh, 
the the stretch therapy is very very inviting it's got lots of nice um, bright natural light and lots of space and it is worth noting that the the table that is used the therapy table i'll call (laughs) it a massage table to give the visual it is it's a really really comfortable one you guys i mean even just to show up just for just to just that that's so so props to you that was that's one special table um so the space is the space is wonderful and then we start out with an assessment a visual assessment by watching watching the person walk looking at looking at their gait looking at their alignment just is just, just some things so so part of what you do as a practitioner is you you visually assess and then you physically assess by what you feel is that correct yeah yeah so um I like to, what happens is I have people, for instance, you walked up in front of me. I like people to walk up in front of me because I'm actually watching how you're walking, moving on the stairs. We get you upstairs, we do a little walk around. And then I look at the different planes of the body. And what I'm looking for is I'm looking for where in the body it looks short or what we call uh, locked short or locked long. So for instance, sometimes um, I think um, I sometimes what I'll see is I'll see um, between the armpit to hip, it will be shorter on one side than the other side. So that tells me that what like I want to go into the lateral line of the body or um, I'll look at the shoulder. So for instance, in your case, we were looking at shoulder. So I often ask, um, the patient or client, you know, what brings you here today? And then I hear about the history and sort of what the main issue is and what they're wanting to, um, like goal setting, you know, I want to be able to move my arm, for instance, might be a goal, or I want to be able to reach up in the cupboard with no pain, or some people putting on their shoe, um, bending over, lifting the leg up without pain. Um, so, so, that's the goal. Usually I like to have a goal. And then we look, I look at the, at the body and the alignment, the posture. And sometimes they'll do range of movement as well. Like we'll lift the arm up away, um, you know, back and forward. I'm doing, (laughs) but people can't see it. Um, Just to also see what the range of what, what mobility is there Mm -hmm. and, and where is it stuck? Where is it not moving? Um, so yes, it's visual. And then I also do one on the table because when you get people lying down, it also can look really different. Um, and so then I do another visual and then I start testing the tissue. And so for instance, we start out with the, um, it, I'll start with shoulder because that's what we mainly worked on when you came in for your visit. So with the shoulder, um, we start out with something called circumduction. And so it's taking the shoulder and we're circling the the shoulder joint. And we do this for quite a few different reasons and I won't go into all of them, but in terms of assessment, what we're doing is we're assessing the the joint and is there any impingement in that circular movement and where are they? And how's the tissue moving in this particular movement? And is it stuck or like it sort of feels as I'm doing it, it feels sort of like glued. Sometimes it will be too um, mobile and it'll be like, it's gonna fly right off the shoulder. So it's, it's, 
it's feeling what the tissue feels like. And so then that's giving me clues on how to treat the tissue in that person and in their body. Um, so we start out with the circumduction and then um, something else we do is we check this, what we call spring and sprocket of the joint. So I'm checking the elasticity of the joint as well. Um, and again, on the table, we're looking at with the shoulders in particular, um, I'd like to slide my hands underneath the shoulders because often one will be more anterior or uh, forward positioned mm -hmm. than the other one. So there'll be a greater space. Um, also just moving different. So then we can start moving the traps, um, the upper traps as well, and just see sort of how that's moving. Start gliding the shoulder blade. How is that moving and moving it in different planes of, of, of the of movement also tells us what that tissue is doing. Where is it stuck? And then when I find it's sort of not gliding or sliding or moving, that's the area that I'll go in and, and focus a little more on um, with, with different techniques. Mm -hmm. um, and then going back. So then, you know, when you find an area where you're like, oh, it's a little stuck. Um, and, you know, let's say it's the shoulder blade and it's, sliding it down to the hip, let's say. So if the shoulder blade's not sliding down or up, you start moving that um, connective tissue or the line um, that's going to impact that shoulder blade. And then after doing the stretcher, or I sort of like to think of it as a movement piece, like I'm moving your body, but mm -hmm. it feels like stretch. Um, it's almost like a dance with, with the tissue. And so after dancing or moving that tissue, um, I go back and I reassess it. How's that feeling now? And um, so that's that's the big part of, of the assessment. And it it really is assess, move it, reassess, move it, reassess, move it. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to to jump in and say that this is a very uh, it's not painful. It's very it's very gentle. Um, calling it a dance is a it's because you are you're moving along with the, with the client, and so it's not chiropractic when we're saying we're doing we're adjusting we're doing that. There's not there's no there's no sort of um, manipulation or anything like that. It's it's movement based on whatever um, range you have. You're not being right. put through a series of this is, you know, normal expectation. You're doing this in conjunction with what your therapist is, is feeling, observing, and they're also, you're watching, you're watching the, the breathing and a couple of reminders to breathe, which I know I, I, you know, benefit of that because I tend to, you know, we tend to hold our, hold our breath. And so, yeah, it's a very, um, it's a very, very gentle, non non invasive um, experience. Yeah, I'm glad that you clarified that because some people think it's a massage. Um, some people think when I talk about manually moving the body, they think it's I'm like adjusting, but I'm not. I'm not moving bones or adjusting mm. anything like that. It's I'm I'm lengthening and depending, I might even be shortening the tissue in different areas. Yeah. And and we do that to the range. You you nailed it in the sense that you said to the client's range of movement. And the great thing about the assisted fascial stretch therapy is that um, we're getting into places that a, a person individually cannot do. And in addition, 
we're able to take you past, we, we work on um, a resistance theory at R1 to R3. Can't remember who came up with it. So um, we're moving, they say that the tissue has three levels of, of movement. So it's sort of like, oh, I, I don't even know how, what a parallel would be. Um, it, it's like when you move your, your finger and you pull the finger back, it will it'll go fast, 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 and then it'll start to get slow and then it will get stuck, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take your index finger and you just gently pull it towards you, it's like fast, 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 slower, 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 not going anywhere. And if we pull it too far back, that's gonna be painful. And so that's called what we call resistance three. We do not want our clients to be at that end range where it's gonna be painful because then the uh, sympathetic nervous system is gonna kick on, the body's gonna go into protection mode and everything's gonna start firing. So it's counterproductive of what we're trying to achieve. Something else that we use a technique depending on the client as well is we'll use traction. And so if you do that same thing where you're taking your finger and you're gently pulling it up to the ceiling, you're getting a little traction that's happening and then you'll be able to move the finger towards you and you'll get more range of movement before it starts to slow down. Um, so, and, and there's a lot of communication in our session. Like I'm always mm -hmm. checking in with the client. How are you doing? How's that feeling? And, and please let me know how this is. And breath is so instrumental because I'm watching the breath and, and, and sometimes if people aren't able to breathe that, that also could be related to the connective tissue. Like there's mm -hmm. just, there's, there's adhesions in the respiratory system or in the diaphragm yeah. area that's, that's um, not um, giving them that full diaphragmic breath. And the breath is, is key also because it signals to the brain that we can relax and let go. And even when you talk about, I think you said you inhale, you hold, you, you take a breath in and then you might hold your breath because you're bracing that in it, that also can signal to the brain that the pH level is off in the body mm -hmm. because you have more oxygen versus um, you're not letting out that carbon dioxide out of the body. So the brain's like, what's going on? Like the, the pH level in, 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 in the body mm -hmm. is different. And now, you know, we're in, in protection mode and, and fright or please, uh, fright, freeze or flight mode. Mm -hmm. Um, so breath is, is really essential and, and it's, I, I really, um, it's a lot of fun when we can get the breath going because mm -hmm. on the inhale, we're relaxed and on the exhale, we're moving and that's when we're moving that tissue mm -hmm. and getting the sensation of release or stretch. Yeah, no, that it is, it is an important part of it. And the client also participates a little bit sometimes with providing some resistance yeah. to some, some, some pushback. Yes. So we call that PNF is the acronym proprioception neuromuscular facilitation. Big words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> PNF is, is a good one. Um, and so, yeah, that there's a few reasons we can use it. One to bring tensegrity or tension back into the tissue. Um, and, so, and also what, what happens is that um, different areas that we're trying to release will release quicker. And also for some clients, I have found just from experience, um, and this is just from my personal experience with treatment, is that people that 
schools a lot, I find it's really great to get them involved in the contraction. Like, okay, brace yourself. Here you go. Because when somebody's braced or they're, they're, they're trying to help you or hold, it's really difficult to get the tissue to move in, in the organic way that I want to move it or that it, it should be moving. Um, so there's a, a few different reasons why um, we would use PNF in a session. Yeah. And I will, I will say that I, I mean, I, I wasn't nervous going, going in, but my, it took a while for my body to get that relaxation. I trusted you, but you, you know, you're giving your, someone's literally taking and manipulating your limbs and things like that. So it took after a while, um, I was, I sort of got it. It's like, okay, this is the dance I know. And I'm not leading, you're leading, you're leading the dance. And that's, that's one of the key things to be able to, when you show up for one of these sessions, I would, I would say that that's really important that you're, that you're just really giving into the, the process because you'll get a lot more, a lot more out of it if you, if you do that. So that was, um, that was what we, what we did for, um, for, for my session. And it was, you know, we, we did a, we did a lot of, a lot of work with, with that and, and, um, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. And afterwards, you, you know, you feel after you're getting any sort of treatment like that, you just have like a lightness and a, and a buoyancy about you. And I sent a, a follow-up to you, I think the next day to let you know how I was, how I was feeling with that. And what I noticed is like for day, for day one, I was really, really impressed that my shoulder pain had dissipated quite, quite a bit. That did come back but what I have gained from that and you had mentioned it as well you said creating space you're creating space in the within the tissues and my range of movement in that shoulder is and still I think did we have that session two weeks ago it is still I still can feel a difference and what I noticed I like to put it into practical things. It's not just like, oh, okay, it, it feels better. But what that means to me as an individual who has that condition long-term chronic, it now means that I can get dressed easier. It now means that when I'm doing my hair in the mornings, I'm able to do that with more ease, less pain. The putting on clothing was really noticeable because I always have to fate. I would always favor that arm, always do that arm first and always have, it would get stuck. It didn't have that same range. So, and by learning and understanding what, what's going on with the fascia, I'm pretty certain that I've had the adhesions, the thickening, the stiffening going on on there for quite some time. And by stretching that, by creating that space, that has the residual effect is what I'm feeling. Does that kind of sound, is what I'm saying sort of what you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that's that You said that so eloquently and, and well um, put in the sense that, you know, you talked about favoring right? So yes. when, we're, when we favor, we're only going to, so we'll brace, we'll hold, um, you know, we'll hold the shoulder in a certain way to protect it. 
And in addition to favoring what often happens is that we will move um, our, our, our arm, our shoulder, and it's only favorable um, um, uh, planes or, or um, directions, so to speak. And so, because, you know, let's just say, uh, um, for instance, maybe bringing arm overhead is a direction that is too painful. So you're going to limit yourself with that, that, that direction or that, that movement yep. um, from the overhead to protect yourself so you don't feel pain. So what happens is that when we start favoring, the tissue starts to thicken because it is, you know, the, the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. And, and so this does, it's true. It's yeah. totally true. Um, so if we're not using it, the fascia begins to thicken and, and gets adhesions. And so then it becomes even more challenging your, your movement. Even if you wanted to lift, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to, you know, suck up the pain and move my arm overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you wanted to, your range of movement is going to be more limited because of the, the hardening or the thickening of the tissue. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly one of the beauties about this therapy is that we can go in and we create space and then it allows for that greater range of movement. And um, yeah, and I'm so pleased to hear about yeah. the benefit that you experienced. Um, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And I just know my, my body is almost saying, oh, let's can we go and do that again. Let's a couple, because I honestly, totally. like, like you, you talked about previously that, like, you know, like getting, getting like, like three sessions to, to get it worked on. One of the things that really struck out for me, um, I watched this, this video that gave a really good example of, so think of, so this is what the, the difference of stretching your muscles or muscles and muscle groups are, isolated um yes they they work with one another but our fascia is like it's a it's it's all connected it's like that you mentioned something like a spider web so everywhere all our body it's like this this spider webby sticky thing that is all that's attaching everything together if we have a tightening and adhesions of our fascia in one area of our body, our hip, our leg, our shoulder, that can cause an imbalance in another area of our body because we're being constricted and, and stretched. And what that we explained is then why in working through that you can discover, and I'm sure you see that a lot in your, when you're like in your visual assessments and stuff. And we even did some things doing it. And it like it, one area, it's not always the area that's hurting that needs to have the work on or that, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not. Yeah. 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 No, you're so, you, you, that's such a good description. Um, so I, I want to do a little experiment because this is what fascia is like. So if you take the top of your pants, like just reach to the side of your pants and then just turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. And you'll feel the material tightening maybe across your waist, your hip, yeah. and even maybe down the side of your pant leg. Yeah. Okay. So that is how fascia works. So you talk right. about the adhesion. So as you're turning your shirt or your pants, 
it's just not that area where you're, you know, pulling the, the material. The in rest it. of it. The rest of it begins to glue and tighten as well. And that's, that's the difference with uh, fascia stretch therapy versus there's other um, fascia releases, which are fantastic. Um, um, but they're, they treat more globally. And, mm-hmm. and I think those have its purpose. But what's really exciting about this therapy and makes it unique and different is that it's treating the whole, um, oh, sorry, I think I did it backwards. Other therapies often just treat locally and fascial stretch therapy treats it as a global. So mm-hmm. that when you do that experiment of grabbing your shirt and tightening it, all the other areas that are pulling on your shirt or pant leg, we're going to be addressing in yep. that session. And, um, so I think that's what you were saying yeah. is that, that, and, 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 and sometimes you're not even aware of where it's being pulled in different parts of your body. And, um, I always, I always sort of keep in my mind when people come in and, and they tell me that they're in pain or they, you know, their, their primary challenge is a shoulder or a hip. Um, it's always really interesting when you get in there because it's not necessarily mm-hmm. too tight. Maybe it's too loose or there's other things that are happening. So it, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really amazing stuff. I always feel like I'm a, a detective, like yeah. a fascia detective, <laughs> you know, moving through, combing through the tissue, trying to find where you're stuck or glued or, or, you know, where do we need to bring tension back into the tissue? And there's, there's one part, I don't remember exactly what it was that we were working on, but again, I'd mentioned before that when this, in this, there's some of the the movements, the adjustments and just the tweaking is so subtle and it's a way of an alignment, a way of holding, a way of doing something and then working on my area here. And I started to feel it in my jaw and in my lymph um, area is so that was, and I, and it, it, it felt better. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So again, like it encases the lymphatic system. So people might feel more of a lymphatic release. Um, and, and you, that is a perfect example of, um, the shirt thing, right? Mm -hmm. When we're working on one area, um, when you're pulling or, or, you know, stretching your shirt, it's going to, um, globally impact the rest of the shirt or the rest of the body. And often that will happen. I'll have people come in and be like, this is really odd. Um, but. I'm feeling it over here. Yeah. And, and I love that feedback because it allows me to know, you know, what, what's, what's happening. I can't see inside people yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to. <laughs> when you think about, I mean, I, I know so many people that have uh, chronic pain issues um, and mobility issues and we're holding and carrying our bodies in a certain way, like you talked uh, in a protective mode or favoring. And so, so long carrying, carrying that through getting an assisted stretch for that fascia can be so liberating for someone that let's say you've had an adjustment such as you get a brand new knee and your posture's changing or things like that, getting a, getting a realignment, getting, 
getting this, this, your fascia stretched can be a really, really way to, to create that balance. And I also read that, and again, this makes sense because this is the, our fascia is a sensory organ and it communicates with our brain. And so it will, it can change. It can have, it can have, so going through, say people come and have like a, with, a, with a chronic issue, they have a few sessions, their fascia, then it's not going to revert back to, it can relearn and retrain once that space has been opened. It's, it, and it's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, so it's called a release. Yeah. So um, we call it rewiring. And okay. so, yeah. So what we're doing is we're rewiring the neuromyofascia and we're in, even in the therapy, we generally, so we'll take, let's just say a leg, for instance, mm-hmm. if they were stretching the back of, of the leg, the hamstrings, that back line of, of the leg. And as we're lifting it, we'll lift it straight up or to the, the range of movement of the client. And then, you know, I'll add a little traction and a little bit of movement and, and we, we will sort of move around in there a little bit and then to come back out of that movement will come out a different pathway so when we go into the movement or stretch we go one way and when we come out of the stretch or movement we will come out a different way so we're retraining it so we're not just lifting the leg up and then lifting it back down well that's that's training it to we're going to lengthen and then Mm -hmm. put the leg down and then shorten again so We'll take the leg up and then out to the side, sweep it out to the side mm-hmm. and bring it back to start position, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There it is. You're, you're referencing those dance moves again, back to start, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I know that's, um, that's lovely. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so appreciative, not only to have met your acquaintance, but the opportunity to learn first to learn about um, this modality and then to come and actually experience it myself. And then to not only that, but to have a real significant noticeable difference that made me feel better and improved the quality of my daily basic movements and to have it. So that's a bit, you know, that's, that's a, that's a relief that, um, that I'm really, I'm really enjoying those benefits. So thank you again. You're very welcome. So where can people get in touch if they want to um, learn a little bit more and to book an appointment and find out and see what this is, uh, what this can do for them? Yeah. So I work out of, you mentioned Island, um, sorry, Island Optimal. So I work out of Island Optimal on Rutherford and you can book through their website. You Mm -hmm. have to find the different practitioners and you'll find my name is Elena Langhorst. You'll just go down and click there and then you can book online or you can call uh, our receptionist and they can help you out with that. Uh, if you're interested in want to sort of visually see more of this therapy, because um, it, it is hard. I find I, I like to tell people just come try. Just, yeah. just come try it because we can talk about and talk about it, but it really is the feeling, the, the experience and having gone through 
the, the therapy to comprehend, <laughs> to really get the, the, the benefit and understand what we're talking about. Um, so if you want to see before you come, another way that you can do that is I'm on Instagram, Stretch With Post, and also on Facebook. And I do have some videos there. Um, I sometimes will post little, little things as well in relation to fascia stretch therapy. And I think that's basically the ways that you can reach out to me. Um, my email is Elena at islandoptimal.com. That's another way if you have a question or just Perfect. ask a few things, shoot away. I, 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 I love talking about this. This is yeah. my passion and it's really exciting to be a part of a therapy that is new and a new modality. I believe I'm the only practitioner in the Nanaimo area. So it's, it's kind of neat to, to be creating this awareness and, and talking about it and, and getting to practice it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will put the links for all the ways to get in touch in the show notes for the YouTube and podcast version. Um, thanks again so much for sharing this time with me today. That It has been fascinating to talk a little bit more about the fascia stretch therapy session that I received. This has once again been uh, Chronically Driven with my guest, Elena Langhorst from Stretch West Coast, and we will be right back. Welcome back. You are listening to Wellness Wednesdays here on CHLY. You know, I have been getting a lot of questions lately on how things are going with my new knee. To catch you up, I went in for a total knee replacement surgery on March 17th of this year, which is exactly 15 weeks ago. I'm pleased to report that I've had a really good result. I have been testing out this new knee a bit recently with some activities, and I'm really encouraged and impressed. I actually have to note that this new knee is now stronger and more stable than my right knee. So that tells me that there's a little bit more of strengthening and exercising that I can do on that side. I've been able to be more active outdoors and I've discovered just how great it is for me when I use walking poles. They give me the stability that I actually require for navigating any sort of rougher terrain or hilly areas, especially if there's a downhill incline. Neat story. Recently, I went to Moorcroft Park in Nanus to walk the trails, do some forest bathing. I'd been there previously about three years ago. And what's neat is that when I'd gone there before, I had stopped at the point of the trail where there was a small hill that was a downhill incline and I knew that because of the condition of my arthritic knee at the time and that I was just using a cane, it just wasn't something I could attempt either ability-wise or safety-wise. This time, it was a completely different story, a completely new experience. All of a sudden, that hill that seemed so daunting, I now knew was something that I could manage. And the cool thing about this is that little hill led to the path that led to the beach. 
So I was able to explore among the rocks and tidal pools. And this is, this is new for me. I was able to have the freedom and the ability to do that. And that in and of itself is liberating. At this point, it truly is a combination of the new knee and the walking poles. With those in hand, I'm able to climb about like a deer, which is super fun. I still do need to be careful, however. While the new joint can handle just about anything I want to do other than high impact or twisting, now even at three and a half months post-surgery, it still is tender to the touch, and I can definitely feel that there's still, still some soft tissue healing going on on the inside. And I notice that if I overextend or have too much intensity, I do feel that. So I do have to be careful. They say that it takes up to a full year for a full recovery. So that's what I'm expecting. And I'm going to definitely be doing my part by maintaining an active lifestyle, falling in love with hiking and exploring with walking poles and maintaining a healthy weight. And that is our topic for the next Chronically Driven episode, which will be airing in two weeks time on Wednesday, July 14th. As part of the ongoing educational series, Arthritis Wellness Conversations, I'll be joined by a research scientist from Arthritis Research Canada and members of their patient advisory board. It's an important topic, maintaining weight, and yet there can be some challenges that come along with that for anyone. Our panel brings their very relatable triumphs, stories, tips, and we will be mentioning walking poles for sure, I guarantee. I hope you'll have the opportunity to tune in, or as always, you can find the replay for all episodes by searching for Chronically Driven wherever you listen to or watch your favorite podcasts. That wraps up today's show. I hope you have found it informative, inspirational, or entertaining in some way. I will be back in two weeks' time. Until then, I am wishing you wellness.